Welcome to Upholding Matters, a podcast devoted to talking about what matters. Now, I was raised to believe that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness were things that mattered. And certainly they are the unalienable rights that Jefferson wrote about in the Declaration of Independence. We will talk about how to uphold them, how they hold us up, and why that matters. Welcome to Upholding Matters. I'm your host, David Paul. And tonight, 61. Show 61. I love a good show. I was in a, well, converted church school. I'm not sure. It was multi-purpose, And it had a platform stage at the end. And I, I told the pastor of the church that I was born a thespian. The theater is in my blood. I was in my kindergarten play and one in, in grade school. But other than that, I just play an actor on TV. Just disregard that. Who knows what that means? Because we're all just players. That's what Shakespeare said. Just actors in a role. And tonight I watched the Democratic Debates the Democrats went at it. Well, actually, it was two nights. I did watch last night. And tonight was a little more, well, I'll tell you what. Last night, I saw Elizabeth Warren, and she just made nonstop sense. And she wasn't in with the group that had to be combative. So I'm not sure if things would have been different. Of course, they would have been. She would have had to mix it up and... That's what I mean. You know, uh, we're players like Kamala Harris. This is one of the presidential candidates. Well, the only one I can think of that I've met. And she's from California and she used to come down for the um, Justice Sunday events put on by Bishop Hearns, uh, the first black mayor of Lancaster. And so they all do their thing. And Kamala took on Biden tonight about busing and told a story. My take is, watching her, it was strained a little bit. You know, kind of forced or rehearsed, and it was my sense that she kind of felt guilty about it. And her feeling guilty about it, of course, is to me a good thing, because it shows she knows that it's partly just a play, and she's got to make it. And so, see, she was on stage with Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden, who I've joked all week about an old man fight. They didn't need to do it because Kamala got in there and started beating on Joe really, really bad. And I've had enough time to sit through the Daily Show, and Trevor Noah talks about Kamala pulling the race card and there was a time to do it. This was it. And who can't agree with that either? I mean, yeah, she's the only black woman on the stage, and she was on a bus, and Joe Biden had something to do with that, and he explained it pretty well. So it's, I mean, I can, if that's the way she'll debate Donald Trump. Now, okay, that's a whole horse of a different color. 
you know, you remember I talked about my total lack of comprehension of the situation. I thought there was no way in hell Donald Trump could be elected president. And now there's this new allegation of famous woman who has long time also established friends that back up her story. She told them after it happened and she didn't want to come out during the election because she thought it would help Trump win. I mean, these things get turned around and if she's just on a pile of wood, that pile was piled pretty high. There were dozens of women. So she's lost in that. And I get that. Plus, why go through that if not only it won't help anybody else except Donald Trump? That That's pretty crazy. I mean, I understand why she wouldn't do it. It would be crazy to do it if that's what you thought it would do. So uh, let me just jump right in and contradict myself, because a lot of people do irrational things, things they know they shouldn't do. I just got through both of my boys' birthdays, and there's cake, and there's a lot of cake. And I thought to myself, well, why do we eat cake? Who eats cake? And if you eat a lot of cake, there's a real natural progression of obesity and diabetes and you know it's not that hard to figure now we live in a country where there's a lot of people eating cake and that's part of the problem i guess there's no balance now let me say that if you live in a place where there's only cake to eat you're gonna eat cake and that's how these food deserts operate in the inner cities I mean, there's potato chips. That's an option for some meat, maybe some beef jerky. And then a wide range of sugary substances. And of course, all the alcohol you can consume. A few lottery tickets thrown in. And there you have it. That's what you're offered. So, yeah, you're going to eat the Slim Jim and you're going to eat the cake and that's part of everything that we have to change. I felt bad tonight getting back to the church multi-use facility that had the mini stage. And at that meeting, the chief of police, the acting chief, who is the captain for the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, who has the contract to protect our city, many other contracts in the county, and of course all the unincorporated duty, the largest sheriff's department in the country. But here he is, Captain Weber, Todd Weber. He's representing the sheriff's department. And in the debate, Budovich, the mayor of South Bend, is talking about what they did do, and other people talked about what they did do they get the police and all these things in line, but there's that ugly history of racism. You've heard my story about the guy I knew, the Vietnam veteran. I thought he was pretty cool. You know, I thought he was an okay guy. I didn't know he was white national or whatever you call that, but he refused to talk to me after I sat at a table at lunch with a 
black man and a white woman who weren't really dating or they weren't a couple and the truest sense I, I don't know what was happening but I just ate lunch with a couple of colleagues and after that he thought my discretion was so poor that I wasn't worthy of you know, being talked to by him anymore that was a sacrilege that he couldn't stand so getting back to Bishop Hearns I spoke at an event he had after Trayvon Martin was killed. And there's no ambiguity there. That's just a shame that because of so many things happened, mostly a crazy guy that runs around peeking on people wanting to be a cop. And, you know, it's, it's sad. But that's stupid. But that's dangerous, stupid. So here we are at the NAACP meeting tonight, and Captain Weber has to get up there and answer questions about some knucklehead on line 16 from around this area who painted himself in blackface and said a bunch of racist things. I did not really see it or hear it. But they want to know if there's an investigation and one woman wanted to know if there would be a statement put out by the NAACP, of which I am a proud member. And the pastor who was officiating the meeting, Shannon Thomas, my bud, the president, he wasn't there tonight. And he tried to explain to her that they don't issue statements on everything. And that's a side note. I was in a meeting and these people were just shocked because the ACLU wouldn't take a case and uh, bring it to the attention of the national chapter. And they don't do that. They don't sue on you and somehow it gets in there, but it's not through those local people who run the local ACLU office. They help however they help, but they don't take up cases and march on your behalf because you've been wronged. Right, let's face it, there are a lot of people who genuinely have been wronged. So I suggested to Assemblyman Lackey's representative who was there, a nice young lady who goes to a lot of events, that he's having a um, black crime problem-solving meeting tomorrow and they wanted people to come and I tried to tell her I can't go that far and that early and but to bring this up. And there was a thing on the Daily Show last week about students in New York, I believe, are suing the state to get civics taught. And so basically that was my suggestion to her. Let's get civics taught in school, pull along with how to balance your checkbook. That would be another important thing. Can you believe that schools don't teach people how to manage money? You go, what? So, but if you would teach people how to participate, why it's important, then there'd be a way that we didn't have to fight each other in the craziest ways. And so at the Trevin Martin forum that I attended, and it was a rally. At the Trevon Martin rally I attended and spoke at, I talked about how racism is stupid. 
And a kid, a 16-year-old in blackface, spouting crap that he doesn't even understand. That's totally in the category of stupid. There doesn't need to be an investigation. That's stupid. And we don't need to respond to stupid. If we spend our time doing that, we'll have little else. Let's all learn to get along. That's what's going to uphold America. Welcome back to Upholding Matters. I'm David Paul, and from last night, I tried to spit out some Shakespeare, and I couldn't grasp all the worlds of stage. And of course, we are merely players, something like that. So that's that. Thank you for your forbearance, and many of you, probably all of you, got that. So, here we go, the world stage. Today is not the Democrat debate. It's Donald Trump over in Japan giving a news conference, talking about talking to Putin. I saw some other video of him and Putin joking about, you know, holding his finger out, scolding him, don't interfere in our election taking a real flippant attitude towards that, joking about they both have fake news. So, of course, it's not fake when you have a news conference and he's standing there and people are asking him questions and he's answering them. There's absolutely nothing fake about that. And depending on your ability to glean insights, well, it's not too hard. Isn't this weird? Some people see a hero. And he paints himself like that and says he can declassify anything. And then he gives Hillary a kick. Can you imagine? Hillary a kick. Why? I mean, let that go. You know, he created this terrible disruption, threatened our democracy, put us all at risk. And you kick the person who should have been president and wouldn't have gotten us into all of this mess. That's adding insult to injury, Donald Trump. Anyway, so, yeah, that's this world stage. And he's given a news conference and is talking about how great his economy and all this and this. And it's pretty sad stuff. And I watch it because, well, I tell myself in part I have to put some of this into the podcast you know the ethical treatment of my duty to inform that's hogwash isn't it I'm just watching all this like you are going what what world unraveling dissociative disorder here it comes 
So, yeah, Trump's going down to the DMZ and, oh, it'll be great theater if Chairman Kim meets him there and they shake hands and exchange love letters. And Does anybody realize how perverse and wrong that is? The thousands of men that died there. And I'm, you know, lowballing because it is tens of thousands. And if you look at just the North Korean population, it can be millions who've been slaughtered, starved to death, worked to death, all in the name of the great leader who changes hands every time one of them passes on. And so it's, it's absolutely, uh, you know, it's a rabbit hole. They fall into, you keep going down and down and down and, there's no end. Just keep falling. So, yeah, there's where we're at. And I've been thinking, I've been thinking, you know, you poor people, if I have listeners, I would say that I apologize for running on and on and on. Who the hell wants to listen to 30 minutes of some guy bitching about Trump? Of course, I hope it's much more than that. I hope it's a call to action to protect our democracy. That's what I'm going for. This civic religion stuff is the greatest stuff because I want this country to survive. I want our reputation to, well, you know, I guess survive is the word because it's certainly been beaten and almost killed and you can survive being killed if you're in a Marvel or a DC comic book. Everybody comes back to life, no one stays dead. And a reputation is somewhat like that. It can be revived, you know, at least through propaganda, telling everybody what a good relationship you have with your old allies, and then showing the love letter you got from Kim Jong-un. That's, that's, forgive me, thank you, bearing with me. It is perplexing. And we have to stay out there and remind people what America stands for, being decent to each other, helping each other, and wanting this great country to succeed. Uphold matters, my friend. Uphold. Uphold.